are so excited that you joined us for worship. Our pastors and church family are praying that the favor of God will be on your life and that this word will help propel you into greater purpose. We hope that you are blessed by the following message. And uh, it was good. Revelation 5 and 8 is where I want you to go. Revelation 5 and 8 is where we're going to jump into the word today and to see what God has to say to us. Revelation chapter number 5 and verse 8. I want to welcome those that are viewing us online on our online campus. Would you help us thank for God for the people that are watching from all over the world? Amen. Revelation 5 and 8. The Bible says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, I, I just can't let that go. Somebody say a new song. A new song. Uh, let, let, me, let me say this to you very quickly. If you want to experience the atmosphere of heaven, I'm not talking about here because here you're just learning so you can take it home. But if you want to experience the atmosphere of heaven, you've got to begin to sing a new song in your life. And, and, and this is vitally important. I don't want you to skip over this because, because you know, folks sometimes when they go to churches, they want to control what the worship set is up here. I think you need to be worrying more about what the worship set is at your house. It's, it got quite a bit. You got to begin to sing a new song. What that means is that the enemy wants you to be a complainer. He wants, you, he wants you to be one that loathes life. He wants you to be one that hates your existence. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be down. But it's up to you to decide what kind of soundtrack is the soundtrack of your life. It's up to you to decide. And you've got to make a difference to say, I'm going to create the soundtrack of the next level of my life. And in order to do that, I'm going to sing a new song. How about that? If I've been feeling depressed, I'm going to sing a song of joy. Come on here. If I've been feeling like I don't have any money and I've been feeling broke, I'm going to sing a song of prosperity. Because atmosphere of heaven is an atmosphere where the new song is released. And when you become a real worshiper, somebody say a real one. When you become a real worshiper, man, you don't get tired to singing just old. I mean, back in the day, I used to go to church with my grandmother. And when I was about six years old, I'd go to this Baptist church in New Orleans, Louisiana and this lady got up and she said I'm climbing up all the rough side of the mountain I'm doing my best to make it in that is so demonic what kind of song is that you got to begin to grab you a song that speaks of where you're about to go. Y'all not working with me. You got to be able to sing your way. Whenever there was a move of God, there was a soundtrack connected to it. Y'all don't read the word. Whenever there was a move of God, there was a song. I remember Miriam and her girls beginning to sing the song of the Lord. Come on, y'all remember that the horse and the rider is in the sea. It began to declare a song about where they were going. They began to sing before they even got ready to cross over. You got to know, it's time for you to sing a new song. Somebody say a new song. Hutch somebody that's already irritated by this message and tell them a new song, please. Let's, let's, let's keep going. I, I, no, I'm not going to keep going. Let me say this to you. The atmosphere around your life is your decision. I've been saying this all week long. Life is a series of decisions that leads you to a series of destiny moments. 
I'm going to say it again. Life is a series of decisions that leads you to a series of destiny moments. I get to decide my atmosphere. You don't have the power to choose my atmosphere. Some of us have given people, I'm, I'm in the message, trust me. We have given people too much power in our lives. And we think that that sounds good to say, well, they getting on my nerves. So because somebody got on your nerves today, then the rest of us got to suffer. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. We ain't, we weren't there. We didn't do it. So you got to look nasty at us and you got to talk mean to us. No, baby, make a decision that even though my day might have started with some anger in it, I choose joy. I choose happiness. I choose peace in it's my decision what kind of atmosphere surrounds my life. You don't have the power to decide. You don't decide what my life looks like. Listen to me. If you want to be a real Christian, you got to marry the atmosphere of heaven. That's what we're going today. That's what we're about to talk about. You got to marry the atmosphere of heaven because let me tell you who the author of confusion is. It is the devil. And not only is, is the devil the author of confusion, he is also the father of lies. He is a deceiver. And for those that think lying is only when you tell a flat out lie, no. When you hold back truth, you're a big liar too. You deceiver you. And so it's important for you to understand that whenever we get into lying, whenever we get into deceit, when we tell half truths, you are a full liar. I need you to look at, some of y'all know you need to go and tell some of y'all friends because you know they're here lying and you need to go and tell them you know you're a liar right hey uh, don't be no go ahead you're free to tell them we need the truth and nothing but the truth so help me god we, we, we got to tell the truth, right? And so at the end of the day, man, you got to get the atmosphere of heaven, and that's what we're going to spend the, the next few moments studying is what does heaven sound like. That's why we're in this verse in Revelation. You know, I don't even touch Revelation because some of y'all, well, when, when about the end days, none of your business. <laughs> Pay your light bill. Don't worry about the end days. Is Jesus coming back? Did he already come? Don't worry about it, baby. Just, just serve the Lord. It's going to be okay. So the, the Bible says that they, that they begin to sing a new song. And it says, listen, to this, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. For you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Oh, I wish I had time. Out of every tribe, every tongue, and people, and nation have made us kings and priests to our God. Heaven, that the work that Jesus did to be able to give you the life that you live was not just an idea for you to get saved. We've been dealing with that this series. But also God wanted to give you rulership. He's saying now, remember I told you you have the right to choose. So as kings and priests, nobody decides what happens in my kingdom. Nobody decides what happens in my domain. You got to hold on. You got to, you really got to hold on to your right to choose. Somebody say, I got the right to choose. Good God Almighty. Let me keep going. And we're reigned, uh, and we shall reign on earth. Verse 11. Then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels. Somebody say many. Many angels around the throne, the living creature and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such that are in the sea. Everybody. Somebody say everybody. 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 All that are in them. I heard them saying blessings and honor. Glory and power. 
be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever amen so listen to me the atmosphere of heaven is an atmosphere of worship if you want heaven you got to become a worshiper when we're talking about the right to choose you choose whether you are a liar you choose whether you are a deceiver you choose whether you are a whoremonger you choose it is nobody else that makes you who you are but God and you you make the decision to live out who God created you to be and one of your primary purposes of why you are alive is to worship God there is a plan for the enemy to make worship something that happens in your church service on a Sunday. It's the plan of the enemy to make you, oh, I just can't wait to get to church so I can get my worship on. Are you serious? Then we have failed as a local church. We have failed as a local church. If all you can tell all week long is I can't wait till I get to church so I can get the presence of God. Because the plan of this house, I don't know about nobody else's house, I don't know about nobody else's church, but I know the plan of this house and this church is to teach you how to take heaven everywhere you go. And you cannot do it if you're not a worshiper. If you're a complainer, you will get the results from complaints. If you're a liar, you're going to get the results of lying. But if you're a worshiper, baby, you're going to get the results of worshiper. And when I lift my hands and when I open my mouth, heaven is going to come down in my experience. And I welcome heaven in my domain. If, if I can learn, if I can learn that, 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 that listen, that, that the enemy's idea is to make me live in hell now. He wants you to live in hell now and die and go to hell. <laughs> he wants you to live in hell now and die to go to hell. I mean, what, 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 if, what if you grabbed really a hold of the concept that you could take heaven any place? I mean, I, I, I've learned, I've learned that sometimes you got to take car breaks. Oh, well, y'all are not working with me. Your day is going a little crazy. You just got to say, excuse me. They're like, you got a bathroom break? No, boo, a worship break. Excuse me. And so I'm going to take my 15 minutes, climb inside this car. Y'all ain't saying nothing and go to worshiping God. And if you a real, real one, you start praying in the Holy Ghost real quick. You'll be building yourself up on your faith because you're like, these people are not going to drive me crazy. I'm going to control my atmosphere and I'm going to do it through worship. Ooh, you get to decide what happens in your bubble, homie. You get to decide. You decide what it's like. And so the Bible is showing us that the atmosphere of heaven is an atmosphere of worship. But here's the other thing we see, and that's what I want to jump into today, is that we don't only see God moving in heaven. We also see this phenomenon of angels. We see, we see angels operating in heaven. We see angels, and what are these angels doing? They're worshiping. These angels, these angels are worshiping God. Here's the first thing I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes. So angels originate from the place of worship. Angels originate from the place of worship. So therefore, angels are attracted to worship. 
I'll show you here in the Bible in a minute. But angels are attracted to worship. So when I worship, then, then the angels are assigned to my life. Now let me deal with this because some of you are only going to be interested in what I'm preaching about today if you know what you're going to get out of it. I ain't fooled. I've been preaching for a whole lot of years since I was 16 years old. People want to know, what does this have to do with me, man of God? I mean, angels, praise God, who cares? Uh, but, but let me help you with this. Every person that was a world changer in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, most of them you're seeing the activity of angels with their destiny. Uh, 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 before, before, before Mary gave birth to the Son of God, the angels showed up on the scene to have a conversation with, with Joseph and to have a conversation with Mary. Before John the Baptist was born out of Elizabeth's loins, the angel shows up in Elizabeth's life and begins to give her what God said. The angels dealt with Abraham. The angels dealt with Moses. The angels ministered to Elijah. The angels came and got Elijah and brought him into heaven. The angels were always involved in the activity of the believer, Old Testament and New Testament. And listen to me, you can't want God and dismiss his angels. I thought this was supernatural, mother. Huh? Are y'all here today? You can't, you, can't, you can't recognize that God is real and say that angels are a figment of our imagination. Can I offer something to you today? You've been living beneath your privilege. Because you haven't learned how to interact with the ones that are assigned to your life in order to help you get your destiny fulfilled. I'm going to say something really strong. Your destiny will not be completely full. It will not be completely fulfilled until you recognize the backup that you have and you cause and we're able to create an atmosphere where your backup feels comfortable. You got to create an atmosphere where your backup says, ah, that sounds like home right there. That sounds like a place where I belong. Oh, they're beginning to worship down there. They're beginning to lift up their voice down there. They're beginning to honorable king. They're crying holy. They're crying holy. That sounds like the kind of atmosphere I want to be in. Angels respond to obedience. When you obey God, it releases them to fulfill their assignment. When, 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 you, when, you, when you disobey God, When you disobey God, you're blocking your angels from being able to have access to your life. Because, because they're, not just, they're not just active and moving around anything and any, anybody at any moment for any reason. Are y'all working, working with me today? It's important that you realize that your obedience is key. Somebody say, my obedience is key. Let me prove it to you. Let's go to Luke chapter 1 verse 8. Luke chapter 1 verse 8. Luke chapter 1 verse 8. I got a lot to give you, so I'm going to move fast. So it was... That while he was serving as priest, somebody say as priest. As he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division. According to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense. And when he went into the temple of the Lord, listen to me, the burning of incense is a symbolism of worship. In those days, they had to sacrifice animals and they burned incense before the Lord as worship into the Lord. Are you following me so far? Verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. I, I really wish I had time to really extract that today. The whole multitude. So, so that, that, that's for everybody who feel like, feel like moments of corporate prayer are for a small few that's anointed to pray. 
So we say stuff like, when certain people pray, we say something that I feel like is very demonic at times. Man, that person sure can pray. Now, now I, I get what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, man, they're effective in it, or you felt a shift when that person prayed, but I really prefer you say that. That, oh my God, they were effective. Something shifted when they prayed. Because the statement that, oh my God, that person can really pray, as it says as if they're special. I'm trying to help you learn what builds culture and what messes some people up from feeling like they have a place in prayer. Because we feel like when people get up here loud and hollering and screaming, that somehow they are more anointed than the person that sits rocks and bees quiet. Y'all not, not getting that. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm a screamer and I'm a hollower at all times. Amen. Glory to God. But, but it is nothing that makes not the person who's a sitting soaker. Glory to God. Who want to sit Indian style and just get their worship on and they may be quiet in their worship. That doesn't make me a better prayer person than them come on church I'm trying to help you because the Lord's about to elevate us at another level and you got to appreciate diversity and I'm not talking about color I'm talking about diversity even in worship and you can't be mad and say that people not annoying it because they're quiet I said something right there because some of you will miss your breakthrough because you want everything to be loud. I know I'm loud, but that everything is supposed to be like me. Glory to God. This is not the sermon fest. Uh, hey, hello, somebody. Somebody has to walk in their own anointing. Somebody, y'all ain't said nothing. You got to pray how you pray. You want to tell me, you want to know something that just excites my soul is when, when Vera and Stephanie pray. Now, everybody prays well. I'm not, let's just listen to me. Before you, your rejection, come on you. Why didn't he call my name? I mean, just please listen to me. What I, what, what I enjoy about when Vera and Stephanie pray is that they pray the word. The first time I heard them ladies pray, I said, say what? And it was, I mean, I can't do that. So I'm, I'm really impressed by it. I can't, you know, I mean, they be knowing words found in Hebrews 11. I can quote the word. But they be like, 11, Hebrews 11, 25, you did say in your word, God. I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> I don't have that skill like that, so, you know, I'm impressed by it. But, but, but here's my thing. Their style is their style. They're flowing in how they pray. Stop trying to duplicate people that are discipling you, and please don't try to be me. Oh, y'all are here today? Because some of y'all loud and not anointed at all. Did you hear what I said? I shift atmospheres. It's not just noise. Okay, somebody say you're teaching good, Apostle. So, so what, what happened here is that they were at the time of worship and the multitude uh, that all came out of the multitude was praying. The multitude was praying. What would happen as we close out this last quarter if the multitude came on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock? <laughs> Y'all don't like my talking now. Y'all can quiet on me. Not the remnant, I said the multitude. Now it's growing too and people are coming. But what if the multitude, come? What, if, what if on a Tuesday night a hundred people came in the house of God to pray? Oh, y'all don't want to work with me today. What if, what if we could turn the culture where people would not just jump to talking to whoever's discipling and calling the office to get help? What if people ran to prayer to get help? Who would have thunk it? I mean, what if, what, if, what if people ran to the house of God instead of staying home when you're sick? What if you ran to the house of God for Tuesday night prayer and said, I just need to get here and get with the other believers and believe God for my healing? You're living life backwards, saints. 
All right, so they were praying outside at the hour of incense. Verse 11, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Where did he appear to him? Standing on the right side of the altar of incense. What happened? The angel was attracted to worship. The angel was attracted to the prayers and the worship of the saints. When you pray and when you worship, you create an atmosphere that helps the angelic feel comfortable in your space. Scripture about how the prophet was getting ready on his journey and, and the uh, servant of the prophet began to see the armies that were coming to take them out. And the servant began to be a very afraid of what was going to happen uh, uh, to their lives. And the, and the prophet prayed a very important prayer. He said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And when his eyes were opened, the Bible said that he saw the angels, the army of the angels who were set up and assigned to their destiny moment so when you understand at another level that I'm not in this by myself but that God is not only having back up on the earth but we got heaven's back up that's here to support every spot and every part of my journey to help me get to my purpose then I start living a different way man I start understanding a different way you understand how powerful you are I was 18 and I began to hear, I've told the story before, but it's worth repeating. I began to hear this atop my head. Sound like it was in the attic of our house, but we didn't have an attic. And so, uh, so we were, you heard this stumping there and, 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 and this noise there, and I thought it was demons. So I started praying, bind you, Satan, Lucia, devil, leave me alone. Here, the blood, the blood, the blood. Everything I saw all the old mother say, I just started standing. Around. The blood, the blood, the blood. Lucia, devil, huh? the blood is against you. I bind you. You know, so I'm playing all this stuff, and nothing would happen to him. So I was like, dang, I mean, I'm not as annoyed as, as mother so-and-so, I guess. And so, and so I was like, come on, loose your devil. Get out of here. And they weren't going anywhere. One day, I went into prayer. And as I went into prayer, I said, God, what is it about me where I can't move these demons? And the Lord said, the problem with your prayers is that they're not demons, they're angels. He said, he said you've had the wrong perspective. And you've missed out that at 18, I was trying to tell you how big your destiny was. That I had angels on assignment over your head to guard your life. Y'all, that's too much for some of you. Some of you, that devil has beat you down so much. That devil has made you feel so low. That devil has made you feel so down. People around you have talked down to you so much that you don't even realize how big your purpose is. You don't even realize how big your destiny is. Hug somebody next to you and tell them, you are special. And if you're special, you got to know that they have angels have been assigned to your destiny. I'm not in this by myself. See, that's what this, hallelujah. So when you feel, when you feel like this thing is big, it's too big for me. How many of you ever had those moments? Don't, okay, y'all, okay, I'm like, some of y'all acting real deep, but I have them often. So, uh, so sometimes, sometimes I'm like, this thing is, oh God, this Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. And you know why we often feel that? Because we don't realize who's working with us. 
Let's go to the scripture. Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 1 is a good place to go. And I'll explain more here. And then we'll, 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 uh, we'll worship the Lord. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, through whom all he has made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by his word. Ooh, I wish I had time. Somebody say all things by his word. Oh my God, if you understood what was in that verse right there, all things are upheld by his word. If you really understood that, then you'll stop tripping, man. Because as long as you got a word from God, I'm getting into my message tonight. A matter of fact, join me tonight at 5.30. I'll finish that statement. Uh, I'll be at Generations Church. Let me keep going. Uh, uh, it, says, it says, by his word of his power, and he has by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they verse 5 for to which of the angels did he say you are my son you are my son today I have made you forgotten I've rather I've begotten you let's move on and again I will be to him a father and he shall be my son this is the verse that I want to point out verse 6 but he but when he uh, again, brings the firstborn into the world. He says, let all angels of God worship him. Now, I want to pause for just a second. Uh, notice angels are worshiping God. Uh, and I need to say this to you because when I start opening up stuff like this that's supernatural, you always have the people that go too far with stuff. So I got to give you boundaries in the word. Angels are never to be worshiped. And if you actually try to worship an angel, they would tell you, back off, homie. We see it in Revelation. They came to worship, they tried to worship. He was like, oh, hold up. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. Don't worship me. Like, uh, back off. You ain't get me in trouble. I mean, somebody already got kicked out, and I don't plan to get kicked out. You need to, no, no, be bound at me. Right? Because that's why when they would show up, they would say stuff like, do not fear. Because people started acting like they was God. They was like, no, don't do that. I'm not a fallen one. You're not going to do that to me. Calm down. Angels should never be worshipped. It's really important that you know that because we'll, we'll begin to overly get excited about something that God uses. Only, only a couple of people got with me. That's why I tell y'all, y'all not going to idolize me. I bind that mess. I, if I, when I smell it, I, I bring people back to God in a minute. You know, you're, not about to, you're not about to make me an idol because God cuts idols' heads off. Y'all quiet in here. God tears idols down. And so you ain't going to make it like I'm the only one that can hear from God. I'm going all that foolish. I bind you and your mama. You ain't going to do that either. Are you understanding this? The same thing people do with Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. They're like, oh, man, you better hush. Mary, the only thing special about Mary is that she was a woman that said yes. And if Mary had said no, he would have wouldn't got Shaniqua. Y'all can't say nothing up in here. He, he, he not was concerned about Mary. All she did was say yes to God. Y'all quiet in here. He said, you get people in there, I don't statues of Mary. You better not burn that mess. That's an idol. You don't be sitting there like, I honor you, man. I don't honor Mary half nothing. She just like me. I said yes. She said yes. Y'all, hello? The angel said, you're not going to worship me. You worship God. Are you getting it? So they worship God. Verse 14 is what I want you to see. Verse 14, here it is. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? 
So angels are assigned to minister to you. So when you're talking about, I don't believe they exist, you're missing out on the ministry. And for those that say, I've never, I've never experienced an angel. What do you think stopped that car accident? Y'all don't want to. Y'all don't understand. What do you think that when they were shooting the bullets and no bullet hit you, what you thought that was? You called it luck. I was just lucky. Baby, no. That was God's angelic ministers on assignment for your life. Baby, you got to understand your destiny is big. I wish I holler somebody holler big, 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 big. And because my destiny is so big, it requires much help. It requires great assistance. It requires me engaging who God has sent to help my life. So the angels are ministers that are ministering to you. Okay, now let me say this to you too, because I got to help all our deep folks who feel like you have the right to tell angels what to do. Here's my word for you. Shut up. I really want you to understand this, and I'll show you in a word. But I really want you to understand this because I don't want you to get in prayer. I better not ever hear any intercessor of kingdom culture. Get up praying, talking about telling angels what to do. Hush your mouth. Now, now I'm going to show you today what they respond to. And I'm going to teach you how to effectively pray. Can you pray that God releases angels? Yes. Are you getting this? Nothing wrong with that. That's all good. But you standing somewhere commanding. I command the angel. Go over there. Get my stuff. That's cute. We know it didn't work because you still didn't got your stuff. Y'all quiet in here. So you're actually wasting time. We can all see you still ain't got your stuff, so stop telling the angels to go get it. Are you in here today? Let's look at the Bible. Let's see. It's not my opinion. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters what the Word says. Psalms 103 and 20. Let's go there. Psalms 103, 20. Let's just look at this. See what God says when we get out of the way. Okay, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength and do his his word his word the angels are commanded by God but listen to this and they heed the voice of his word can you execute his word and they respond to the word absolutely the difference is I can pray and I can pray God's word and I can, I can worship with God's word and the angels respond to God's word. But I'm not commanding them like I'm their commander. I'm just executing the word of the Lord and they're responding to hearing his word. Are you getting the difference? Are you getting the difference? Because if you don't get the difference, you'll think that you have the power and authority to do so and you do not. You have the power and authority to release God's word and they can respond to his word. But then you got to have word. If you don't have no word, I, I offer you, you don't have much angelic activity. Some of your angels are bored. Y'all don't want to work with me here. Some of y'all angels are bored. If they had anatomy, they would be taking bathroom breaks, but they don't, okay, according to scripture. But if they had anatomy, they would, they would be somewhere there. I mean, it's just like, oh, it, well. they waiting. Why? We haven't spoken the word yet. 
This is what takes your prayer level and your worship level to the next level. Your worship and your prayer, prayer level uh, to the next place. This is, this, this is what happens. You're able to do that when you get the word in you. The Bible says that God's word will not return unto him void. The only thing that works. So listen, y'all, we don't know how to pray without his word. I know y'all don't like this because you think you know how to pray. But the reality is we just praying stuff we want. Not necessarily stuff he want us to have. Y'all in here today, you're praying to get out of something he wants you in. Oh, my God. You're the Lord. Set me free, God. Set me free. And God is like, I'll talk to you when you're done. He's like, no, no, no. I got you right where I want you because I'm working something in you. Oh, God. To get something out of you. And I don't want you to move. No. I want you to feel this thing. I want it to work my word in you. And you can't be in a rush to get out of what he wants you in. Good God Almighty. So you've got to understand that God has assigned these angels to your life, and you've got to know that they, they follow the word of God. So then you've got to go on a journey of the word. Pray the word over your life. Pray the word over your family. Pray the word over your job. Pray the word. Stop getting to a place where you're praying your opinion. I'm talking about even your opinion about your life that you think you know so well. Are y'all in here today? Let that sink in. You need, you need the word. Hit somebody that look like they bored about five times over and tell them you need the word. You need the word. You, you need the word. The word. It works. Ooh, good God Almighty. You just got to work the word. Somebody came to my office this week and they said, Apostle, help me. She, she said, I'm reading the word. And at times when I'm reading, I'm trying to start my journey. She said, I don't get it. I said, baby, you're at the right place. She said, I understand it, Pastor. What you mean? I said, you're at the right place. I said, listen to me. Just keep working the word. Because all you need to know is this. This is what I want you to understand. That even when your mind don't comprehend it, your spirit is being fed. Y'all. I said, I said, what's happening now, baby, is that your flesh is too loud. Your flesh is, don't play none yet. Y'all can come, but don't play none until I tell you. I ain't ready yet. So it's important for you to understand this, that, that the, the word, the word is, you, you got to begin to work the word. The word is feeding your spirit, not your flesh. Are you getting this? So eventually, you're going to feed your spirit so strong that your spirit overshadows your flesh and it's going to now begin to hit your mind and your understanding. But you just got to keep reading. I don't understand it, but I'm going to read it anyhow. This word what I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. I don't understand it, but I'm going to hide as much word in me as I can. Hit somebody that look like they don't like the word and tell them read it anyway. I told I said read it until your spirit man grows she said I don't, I don't have to understand that I said no nah, boo just read it just read it eventually it's gonna awaken something in you if it's because the word works period the word is water y'all ain't saying nothing in here I said the water word will cleanse you not only will the word cleanse you that the word is a two-edged sword come on y'all ain't saying it'll cut you and heal you at the same time the word works baby 
been trying to find something to fill up your time and some of y'all done took on extra hobbies or you lying and calling yourself entrepreneurs or whatever it is that you doing you need to get somewhere and get in the word because your little entrepreneur business ain't gonna work until you got the word anyhow I want not another person in this church talking about I'm an entrepreneur until you get the word quote me 50 scriptures and then I tell you go start your business Start treating y'all like we in Sunday school. Matter of fact, PJ, New Year, we don't do memory verses. So we gonna go back to we gonna go back to Sunday school. I know you feel me, Dr. Anita. I mean, we got to go back to, we got to go back to say, we got to teach y'all because y'all, I mean, God, Lord, have mercy. We, we need to get the Lord in you. Well, I need, I need, a, I need, a, I need, a, I need a business. I need, a, I need a plan. I need a, I need a, no shade, no shade against life coaches, but I need a life coach. I need, I need a this. I need a that. You don't need like, you need the word. Are y'all in here today? The word will change us. Let me tell you something. This is how I know we're not in the world because of our minds are so messed up, man. We, we are already in a place where we already assume negative things out of everything. In my own personal life, that's when I can tell that my word, my letter is low. When I just start assuming negative things. Are you getting this today? When you just always jump to the negative. You ain't had much word in you. <laughs> I ain't backing off. I'm going to keep plowing forward. I said, you need the word. You need to get the word. As a matter of fact, you better make an appointment with the word. And it better be a daily appointment. If you want to change the world, baby, you're going to have to dig deep into the word. Let me. Hallelujah. All right, so, so you got to get the word. Somebody say the word. I can't hear you say the word. All right, so they respond to the word. Okay, here's a couple of things I need to give you, then we're going to get out of the way. Here's the first thing. God brings his angels to do several things. Number one, number one, he brings his angels to bring messages to you. So quite a bit of feedback, guys. He comes, thank you. He comes to bring messages to you. Messages to you. He sends his angels to do that. If you want to study that, you can look in Genesis 18. Look in Genesis 16. Look into Luke chapter 1. Matthew 28. You can see that God sends angels to bring messages. I, I, got, I got one better for you. Some of you think that you're just that spiritual and that's why you get revelation. But it's actually when you sit still enough to obey God, to eat of his scroll, he sent an angel to bring revelation on their wings. Y'all, see, y'all don't even understand how much you've been interacting with angels unaware. That we, 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 you, you, you're not that, when you have aha moments that revolutionize your life and God sends revelation, you're not that smart. What, what happened? God loosed an angel on assignment and the angel was a messenger that had a message from heaven to you. Are you getting this today? There's, don't think just because they're not standing before you with wings and a white robe that you haven't experienced the angelic. A 
angels are bringing revelation. They were messengers. That's when they showed up. And they were always giving messages. Here's what God said. Here's what God said. What makes us think that didn't pass through the cross? It did. In the New Testament, they were bringing the messages, right? Still, the Mary, Joseph, listen. They were bringing messages, bringing messages, bringing messages, bringing messages. You are ordained by God to tap into that realm where you're able to receive the messages from heaven on the wings of angels. Those who prophesy, you think that stuff just comes to you? No, I'm telling you, there are many times when you begin to prophesy that angels have walked in the room to give you what you need. Am I helping you? Okay, we're going to do another switch? Thank you, sir. Praise him. Isn't he worthy? That sounds like God there. Okay, here's the next thing. Angels come to protect us. I already dealt with it a little bit earlier, but they come to protect us. I want you to study Psalms 91. I want you to check out Psalms 34 and verse 7. Verse 34 and, 34 and 7 says that the angel of the Lord encaps around those who fear him and delivers them. So you mean some of my deliverance is connected to the angelic. Y'all, I wish I had time to really, you don't understand this. Like, the reason why you free right now is not just because you took a dead beat breath and you coughed a couple of times. Some angels walked in that room at 2210 East Highland Avenue and got involved with your deliverance. So they protect you. They're involved in helping you get delivered and brought out. And then, listen to me, and then they execute God's judgment. You can, you can study 2 Kings chapter 19. You can, you can go and check that out. And you'll see that they, 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 they step into the place of executing God's judgment. That's why you shouldn't try to fight your battles on your own. I dealt with it a couple, not this past video message, but the one before that. Do you think that all of this controversy is happening as it relates to people being shot that are unarmed and stuff in America and God's not going to deal with it? Let me tell you something. These people are not going to get away with it. Jail or not, boo. I want you to understand that the angels of the Lord have been released to release judgment against those who have harmed and hurt the harmless. So I, I, can't, I don't have to fight. My own fight. He said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And he said, I'm going to handle it. But listen to me. He's not sending. He's not going himself. He's sending his angels. God is seated on the throne, baby. That man is seated. He is sending his angels to do his work. You and the angels do the bidding of the Godhead. The Godhead is not coming off the throne to come down. Are y'all getting this today? He is sending the angels. Sending the angels to, to move on your behalf. Now you can play something. It's important that you understand that your entire life, your entire life, your entire life can go to the next level when you understand who's been assigned to your life. When you understand that you gotta create a place of worship. When you understand that you gotta work the word. And in those moments, it activates the angelic ministers assigned to your life. We're, 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 we're about to go forth in, a, in an amazing time of worship. But as we, as we worship God today, I don't want you just to worship God aware of this atmosphere and just what's happening in this room. But I need you to worship God in faith, believing that he's sending exactly what you need. 
and and much of what you're being sent is sent by way of angels we're about to give which I want you to understand is that giving giving is as much worship we hope that you enjoyed this message we would love for you to come worship with us here again at Kingdom Culture Worship Center we are all about being real people serving a real God and changing lives have a blessed week